the governor uh, has encouraged uh, all like jobless people to do manual labor at construction sites for a whopping of 24,000 rubles. Hello and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guiding, tourism and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and at the moment I'm gauging how tour guides all over the world are navigating the pandemic. For today's episode, I spoke to Alexander Schmidtke from St. Petersburg in Russia. Alexander is a native of St. Petersburg and has been a tour guide for 15 years. We spoke about the cruise ship industry, how marketing affects tourism in a city, but I started the conversation by asking why tourists would want to make a trip to St. Petersburg in the first place. Here is Alexander Schmidtke. Well, uh, it, uh, you've got to split people into different categories, why they come to St. Petersburg. So there's a, there's a really huge, the reason I'm saying this is that there's a really huge category of foreign visitors who come to St. Petersburg simply for the reason that they don't need a visa, because they travel by cruise ships. And I would say, personally say, and I think I, I'm, I have this like pretty strongly entrenched opinion that uh, visas are the main problem for the development of foreign tourism in Russia. So that's that's one of the biggest reasons why people come to St. Petersburg. Another reason is, of course, the international fame of uh, the Hermitage and uh, its museums. Uh, the, well, some people would do just some basic research uh, and, of course, they would see uh, like the, the views of St. Petersburg and they would want to go there. And it's considered to be the highlight, once again, the highlights of uh, all Baltic cruises, you know, they start somewhere like in northern Germany or uh, in Poland, and then they go further to uh, sometimes Latvia, sometimes, uh, and they often go to Estonia, uh, to Tallinn, uh, St. Petersburg, Helsinki, Stockholm, you know, the Baltic cruises. Tell, tell me, for, for um, sorry to interject, but tell me, I, I've been to the Hermitage, um, it's kind of nuts in there. How, how is it to guide inside of there? Well, uh, you just get used to this, yeah. And uh, you do uh, well. It depends on uh, it depends on the company you work for and the kind of tourists which uh, are attracted to each company and which which take certain tourists. Because, like, if you do tours for a little private niche company which promises uh, really like high end uh, artistic education and uh, you know like uh, that the guide would be like a true arts expert, like telling like for about each painting for hours this is one thing and then it just proceeds slowly when you work for like uh, uh for a short excursions company and you just barely have like an hour and a half for the hermitage you do everything differently and you focus on what the tourists need and most tourists really need just to see the interiors and they're not really that much into art so you just like uh with through the holes, uh, point out uh, the few most important paintings, and that's it. How do you, f like, I understand that some of that needs to be done, rent needs to be paid, but um, how do you feel about those kind of tours? You know, I've, I've, I've uh, grown to like these tours, you know, it's a kind of a challenge, you know, to bring, like, to, to take a group of, like, 16 people who tend to get lost all the time, through such a massive museum and uh yeah you you just uh, elbow your path through the crowds uh another thing about the hermitage and the major museums in saint petersburg is that um 
there's there's uh, the hermitage is like both from my point of view okay maybe some some other guys would disagree but from my point of view it's both like a, a boon and a bane for st petersburg it's like one single focal point where everybody body is attracted to you know and uh, people rarely go to any other museum there are like other really excellent museums there's like the state russian museum which features russian national art you know made uh, the art created by russian artists but very, very, very few foreigners ever go there. And, you know, like even in the hottest days of the tourist season, when the Hermitage is like basically about to explode with a number of people, uh, the State Russian Museum is half empty, you know. So, yeah, that's another problem that the tourists, as you know, they, they want to they go for what is uh, very well advertised, not, not for what is really like secret, unique or, you know, even unique to this particular country. They, they don't even think about Russian art. And a lot of people uh, think that there'll be like a lot of Russian art at the Hermitage, while there's practically nothing Russian there. What do you, what do you see as your job if, if foreigners, if Americans and British and other people, if foreigners come to St. Petersburg, to Russia in general, what, what do you see as, as your task as a tour guide? Well, it depends. It depends on well, like uh, on the task of the tour company, like that I work for. Uh, when they come, uh, when they uh, come here and they want to see all the like five museums per day, my job is to try to present them these five museums uh, and just basically pointing out uh, the most important things about these five museums. Although this is like most people would agree that it's like virtually impossible, but these people like. Uh, accept it as part of the part of the deal that they they won't be able to see like everything uh when they come to when they come to my personal tours you know i have a, like a website where i advertise them and um when they do my my personal tours it's it's my passion it's uh my passion to tell the story about the siege of leningrad about the ordeal of leningrad in the second world war about the uh, the siege of uh, the city about the road of life, uh, how like more than a million people were saved by uh, uh, taking them across the uh, Lake Ladoga by the bloody battles around the city. So this is this is what I see as my job. Mm -hmm. Why why do you think it's so interesting and important to talk about the siege of Leningrad? Well, I would say it's like coming to Saint Petersburg and just not hearing anything on the siege of Leningrad, it's like coming to Germany, uh, to, to Berlin, and not hearing a single word about the Holocaust. It's like, it's never, it never happened, because like, about a million civilians perished in the siege of Leningrad. It's one of the greatest atrocities of uh, the Second World War. Uh, and ignoring, ignoring this is just like, uh, well, to me, it's like, uh, it's nearly incomprehensible, although this is what de facto happens when people come to St. Petersburg. They just focus on the nice stuff, the palaces, and they don't learn anything about this this topic. Uh, another thing, another another paradoxical thing is that when people come to St. Petersburg, uh, they they want they only focus on the czarist times. You know, uh, just just the palaces, the churches, uh, the history of the Romanovs. In after 1917, it's like one big dark cloud descended upon the city and the country. Nothing of interest happened after 1917, and that's it. I'm just describing the uh, the kind of tours uh, people take and the kind of um, itineraries they request. 
So basically, there's an excellent political history museum in the city, which uh, tells about the history of the Soviet period, the, uh, like Stalinist repressions, uh, uh, like post-Stalin time. And it's it's got a really good and comprehensive and uh, I would say pretty historically uh, like frank and honest exhibition telling about the purges uh, and all this time. But, you know, like if you go there, there'll be like barely like a handful of foreigners wandering through its halls while all the royal palaces and churches would be chock full of tourists. And at the same, like, you know, these people go back to their country and they say, yeah, I've been to Russia. I fear it's being kidnapped by the KGB and they don't tell us anything about uh, about the Soviet time because they want to keep it secrets and everything. But why, yeah, but why do you think yeah. that is? Is that because the tourists themselves are not interested or is it because St. Petersburg markets itself as a city of the Roman of times? Uh, I would say it's both. It's both. Uh, and it's hard to say on which side the ball is, you know, in terms of uh, promoting something different. Because uh, after 1991, you know, before 1991, before the collapse of the Soviet Union, there was just one monster corporation or like state-owned company called Intourist, which basically dealt with all tourists. And it had its own... Uh, uh, state-mandated itineraries, you could not choose where to go, and there was a guide who would just uh, learn his uh, uh, his part, uh, his spiel <laughs> by road, and uh, that was it. So after 1991, we had something exactly the opposite. So it became a, a massively, like enormously, uh, overwhelmingly uh, customer-oriented economy. So the, the tour company started only offering what the tourists requested. And uh, the problem is that the tourists, uh, I, tried, I tried speaking about that to many, many of my tourists. Uh, and frankly, so far, I haven't got any one single like, satisfactory answer why they do not request. So basically, the thing is that if you say that if you, you want to go to the political history museum, or if you want to learn about communism, or if you want to learn about Stalin's repressions, it's like a, you know, like at the at the click of a finger, you know, you'll be provided with the tour guides and you, you'll be taken to this museum or anything. But there's nothing coming, almost nothing, you know, coming from the tourist side. So everybody just wants to, no, not everybody, but, you know, the, the uh, a massive majority wants to see the palaces. And, uh, well, uh, that's that's the way it is. Um, the tour companies do not want to go on a limb. You know, they don't want to go out on, on a limb and just uh, uh, force their itineraries upon the tourists. You know, if somebody says, like, I want to see them, uh, some nice palaces and churches, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, but by the way, there's the political history museum. No, they're just fine with what the tourists requ uh, request. Mm. But uh, there's no, there are no limitations on the tour companies. There's not, no pressure on them not to show anything related to the war or to the political history. It's it's just the, the image, image shapes somehow like uh, or like implicitly offered to to foreigners, uh, you know, what what the media may be dictated to them, that um, the Romanovs are the interesting part of Russian history. And everything that was after that is bad. You shouldn't touch it. It's not interesting. It's it's gray. It's dour. I've met some. I've honestly, I've met some tourists. They they are a clear minority, but still, I think it's a kind. Of, it's a kind of a minority which might be indicative of a slightly bigger trend 
when they said that, like, wow, St. Petersburg, it's so huge. I thought it would be just a small town with communist gray buildings and a few churches. And that's what they honestly thought about St. Petersburg. I mean, uh, maybe other people do not exactly have the same idea in mind, but they also, uh, uh, this is what a lot of people say, that, wow, I didn't expect it to be so large. I didn't expect the buildings to be so beautiful. Maybe they didn't think of like a tiny village with like five-story Khrushchev communist blocks, but still, they somehow have a really, really different uh, image of St. Petersburg in their minds when they come here. And uh, somehow, somehow, the whole the whole historical period after 1917, including the revolution, the uh, communism and the war, it's kind of blotted out in their minds. Tell me a little bit about um, what's currently happening in Russia and in St. Petersburg. Of course, we hear or I speak with, with guides from all over the world and every country is sort of dealing with it in a different way. How, how is the situation um, uh, in relation to the pandemic in, in Russia at the moment? Well, in St. Petersburg, the average daily infection rate is about uh, four or five hundred. It's fluctuating between four or five, uh, which is uh, pretty good for a city of five million people. Well, I mean, well, good in terms of not having like a much higher rate. And uh, so far, there's about nine or 10,000 people infected in St. Petersburg. We're like, once again, out of 5 billion, this is a pretty low number. In Moscow, it's much worse. As for the quarantine measures, uh, well, starting from the 12th of May, everybody is obliged to wear masks and gloves. But frankly, it's, uh, it's like most laws in Russia. It's, uh, <laughs> it's formally followed uh, in certain places, but... Uh, Whenever it's it's possible uh, not to follow it, people don't follow it. So, uh, I mean, more people started wearing masks, but um, it's a kind of a half-hearted quarantine, basically. What about what about your 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 profession, uh, tour guiding? You're you're not able to do that. When 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 do you think you're going to be guiding again? Uh, frankly, I don't have any like any clear idea so at best uh, i think at the very best we'll have we'll get our first tourists in september if we get any like this year so 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 what are you gonna do oh good question frankly i haven't thought that much about it but when i ask my my uh, colleagues about that uh it's not like they have a lot of ideas either <laughs> yeah well, uh, in the Leningrad province, it's the province uh, around St. Petersburg, uh, the governor uh, has encouraged uh, all like jobless people to uh, to do manual labor at construction sites and road, road construction, basically for, for a whopping of uh, 24,000 rubles, which is like... Which is uh, a 250 bucks? Yeah. No, 300 bucks. 350. 350 bucks, yeah, per month. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that means take your shirt off and go to work, Alexander. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. Most 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 people had uh, had some savings, so they're spending them right now. But um, I, for one, have enough uh, savings to last me for about two years. So that because I was planning to buy a new apartment. I mean, sell this one and buy a new one with my uh, like extra savings. Mm. But now I'm spending them on my basic livelihood. Yeah. Well, that's better than nothing, Alexander. 
Well, much better than nothing. <laughs> I wanna, um, I wanted to thank you so much for for speaking to me, Alexander. I really appreciate your your insights, uh, what's happening in Saint Petersburg, and um, maybe yeah, maybe in the future we can speak again, like uh, half a year, maybe even longer, and see uh, see how things have developed. Yeah, sure. And um, thank you for the interview. That was Alexander Schmidtke from Saint Petersburg. And it's not just his city that could benefit from diversification in marketing and promotion. If you want tourists to spread out to other museums and places in your locality, you have to start putting the word out. Amsterdam is already pushing tourism to its wider periphery. And as St. Petersburg was basically modeled on the Dutch capital, I don't see why it too cannot change its strategy. They, want, they only focus on the Tsarist times. Uh, just, just the palaces, the churches, uh, the history of the Romanovs. It's not like there isn't any demand for 20th century history among the passengers on these cruise ships. Before they dock in St. Petersburg, they will already have made a stop in Rostock, took a cab to Berlin and explored the Nazi era and Cold War period in the German capital. But that's how these cities are marketed. And that's what travelers expect once they get off their ships. Hardly any of the passengers will explore the beautiful palaces in Berlin and Potsdam, and vice versa, according to Alexander, almost no one cares about 20th century history in former Leningrad. Tourists, as you know, they, they want to they go for what is uh, very well advertised, not, not for what is like, like secret, unique or, you know, even unique to this particular country. Don't get me wrong. The Hermitage is an amazing building with incredible artworks, but it's also just a hype. We've created that hype for a very particular kind of tourism. Good municipal marketing is not just an antidote for overcrowding. It also prevents reducing a city of 5 million inhabitants and 300 years of history to just one of its many iconic sites. If you want to continue the discussion around city marketing or you have ideas to keep our cities from overflowing, let us know by joining the discussion on Facebook at The Low Season Real Talk. Alexander Schmidtke is currently not guiding a lot, but does have a website where you can learn more about the siege of Leningrad and the road of life. It's estimated that more than 1 million inhabitants of St. Petersburg managed to escape over this icy road across Lake Ladoga. You can find links to his site and other relating articles in the show notes. On Monday, we're back to chat more about mass tourism, this time with Henk de Vries from Amsterdam. What we, the problem is we had here in Amsterdam is that the tourists are too cheap. There's all dr English drunkards who come in for stack parties, get drunk, smoke weed and piss in the canals. You know, I could do without them. And if they stay away, perfect for me. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. He just released new music that you should definitely check out. More info at markschilders.com. Christopher White is the man behind our artwork. And Georgia Riungu is just toying with us like we're miniature figures in her own personal podcasting snow globe. Speak soon, my friends. But frankly, it's uh, it's like most laws in Russia. It's uh, <laughs> it's formally followed uh in certain places but uh whenever it's it's possible uh, not to follow it people don't follow it so it's a kind of a half-hearted quarantine basically